The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Hey, Bobby Manning here. Welcome to a special edition of The Garden Report. We have Marcus Mason out in Denver, Derek White's trainer, updating us on how his summer's gone so far, what they're working on, how they're preparing to replace Marcus Smart with Joe Mazzulla naming White point guard a couple weeks ago. Not a ton changes, as White said on ESPN, but some interesting tidbits in there. You'll get to hear them. A meeting with the new Celtics head co- or assistant coach, rather, who came out to work with them. And one focus, above all, that they've emphasized this summer. So Marcus Mason coming up. Garn Report is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel, the official sports wagering partner of CLNS. Here comes from Denver, our interview with Marcus Mason. All right. Welcome in, Marcus Mason from Denver. Yeah, we're in Denver Denver right right now. now. On a basketball court, of course. (laughs) On a basketball. And I love the shirt. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, you know, Derek still got some hops a little bit. We're working on it. Yeah, he We're threw down that it. dunk in Orlando. I forget uh, what he promised. Um, <laughs> I think he promised his mom he was going to throw down in that game, and he he did big time, uh, one of those Orlando games. Um, Marcus Mason, Derek White's trainer. Uh, everyone, I, I'd say probably going into the season, Derek White's the player most people are excited to see take a leap off that all-defensive season he had last year, uh, shooting nearly 40% from three on over 500 threes between the regular season and playoffs. He had a hell of a year, and now he's the starting point guard of this team. Um, I guess uh, let's start with your background. We've talked about it a little, but, you know, how you got to know Derek, how long you've been training him, and uh, just your career as a trainer so far, obviously a former Division One coach, too. Uh, well, yeah, that's kind of where it started. Was uh, I was at the University of Denver from 2003 to 2007, and then shortly after that uh, is when I met Derek. So he was in the seventh grade, seventh grade, born into the eighth grade. And uh, that's where our relationship started. You know, and it was just a trainer player relationship. You know, there wasn't we didn't break out any uh, NBA goals at the time. Uh, it was just a guy that wanted to get better, um, you know, and and um, from there, it's been 15 years of just watching him every single year get better. So. It's been good. And what's what's the summer been like so far for him, for you? Uh, you know, long playoff run, but I'm sure he gets right back into it pretty quickly. Yeah, um, he took uh, two two weeks off uh, right after game seven. And then after that, uh, he was, you know, started um, what we kind of do is pre, pre-season uh, testing for him. So we kind of test where he's at. Uh, bench press, vertical, um, just just a lot of tests that his trainer takes him through. And then we set goals from there. And um, I would say the next two weeks after game set, so he took two weeks off, and then the next two weeks he was just in the weight room. So he was just lifting, uh, working a lot on um, mobility, working a lot on his core and his strength, um, you know, things like that. And then week five we got back in the gym and started doing everything. So that was the first week of July. Uh, so the first week of July, he's um, 
and in the weight room and on the court uh, five to six days a week. Yeah, and how, how would you describe, I, I think, you know, people see the quiet demeanor, you know, him being, you know, one of the quieter guys uh, on the team, I'd say, but just, I guess, the hunger coming off that game seven loss to get right back at it, um, you know, to get better, to, you know, really strive toward the next season. Like, how do you just see him feeling that loss? Especially, you know, he has that great moment in game six. And that for me is still the killers that, you know, I a lot of people are probably going to forget that moment just because of what happened in game seven. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing about Derek, like, um, you know, we kind of live on don't get too high, don't get too low. And so when everybody was celebrating game six in the tip in, actually, I was saying, hey, you, you got a game seven coming, you know. So and that's kind of been our thing throughout the course of his career is never get too high, never get too low, stay even keel and uh, continue to work. And so, you know, e- even though, you know, you you may address it as, you know, starting point guard or, you know, however coach addresses it. You know, he's got this, Darius has the same mindset, the same approach. Like he just doesn't miss days. He doesn't cancel workouts. He's very, very consistent in what he does. And uh, he understands the goals that he's trying to reach, number one. But he also understands the goals that the team is trying to accomplish, uh, which is actually bigger than his individual goals. Yeah, and I saw him mentioning that on ESPN is that uh, things don't change a ton, you know, even though he's been named the starting point guard. And, you know, he was starting last year, too, obviously taking the ball up a bunch. It's a similar role. But, you know, early July, as you said, getting back in the gym, you know, going full speed, then Marcus Smart just gotten traded. Um, So I don't know how much that impacts his preparation, you know, his role going into this year. But when that happens, you know, what are you thinking? What's he thinking at that time in terms of like what's going to mean for him next year? Well, I, I think you, you know, if you just go by the standard numbers, right? So obviously playing time is going to increase, responsibility is going to increase. Um, but, you know, Derek just naturally, um, you know, to me can accept that role. Um, he needs to be more vocal. He needs to be more more of a leader. I mean, that's what some people are, you know, going to uh, look at. But, you know, now he's a dad. He's getting ready to be baby number two's coming. Oh, everything wow. in his Everything in his life is, um, you know, going to be um, more magnified. It's going gonna, it's gonna to create more communication for him. It's going to create more uh, strategic planning for him. It's going to create more organization for him. So to me, that just carry overs onto the court uh, with him and his teammates. So, you know, I don't, I don't see anything that, you know, is going to be different. He's been a starter at the point guard spot in the NBA before, you know, he's played a full season, played playoffs as a starting point guard. Um, You know, it's just what is going to be the next level to win a championship. And I think that's the thing that he's most concerned with is, is how does he get to another championship? Yeah, do you, do you see him, you know, initiating some more plays next year? Because, you know, I was looking back at uh, 2019, which I think was one of those years where he, you know, had a bunch of pick-and-roll sets, um, a lot of time on the ball that year with DeMar in uh, San Antonio. 
you know, his, his pick and roll numbers were great that year. I think he was like in the 60th, 70th percentile of guys that year. Even last year, I think he was way, way up there when he was running those sets. He's capable of that. Now, he's a guy who plays off the ball a lot. You know, they use him a lot in the screening game and all that. But I'd have to imagine, even though Tatum's going to have the ball a lot, even though Brown's going to have the ball a lot, you know, White's going to be running probably more sets next year, I'd imagine. I, I think that the numbers probably say that, but yeah. you know, also we're we're not um, adding in um, Porzingis into the mix, right? So, so you, you still, I mean, you know, we're going to leave it up to training camp and the coach. You know, what is this really going to look like? And mm-hmm. I think um, you know, uh, Joe is is going to be great from a standpoint of you know organizing that group of five or six and. Uh, I think the staff that's coming along is going to be, you know, extremely helpful. Um, Coach Sam Cassell came out here for three or four days and uh, spent a lot of time with Derek and and started to talk about, you know, behind closed doors, some of those things that they're going to be looking to do. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's an exciting group with just so many different options that that's kind of how Derek has prepared the offseason, like to play with the ball in his hands a lot. We've done a lot of screen and roll stuff. Uh, but also continue to play off the ball and be great in that role. Yeah, and you you bring up Porzingis. I want to get to him in a minute, but what was it like meeting Sam, getting to know him? That was probably my favorite interview at Summer League was talking to him because it just, you know, he's got that kind of Celtic mystique. He's talking about the championships. He's talking about 08, and it's like, oh, man, this is like the golden era right there. And I describe coaches just down to business, like, from the time he walked in the gym, it was like, let's go to work. Yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of fluff to it. Um, he knew exactly what he was looking for. Um, he meshed, we meshed really, really well together. Um, but I, I just saw a guy that, you know, when you talk about getting over that hump, I, I think uh, he's going to have a lot to do from a guard standpoint. We're really helping those guys get to that next level playoff games. Uh, back-to-back games, being able to just grind through the hard times and understand how important it is, the legacy that these guys can 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 leave um, with someone who's done it before and done it, you know, at multiple places. Yeah, and how, how important is that? I mean, they, they had Damon last year, the year before that. Um, but, you know, t- I think Tim was on one of those Spurs staffs, wasn't he? You know, just the former players, the guys who've won championships, the guys who've done it. You know, I talking to different players, they really stress how important that is. And just, I guess, being in the gym with Sam, like, what's the benefit of that? Like, just walking through stuff? Is it just sharing stories? Like, what, what do you think is the biggest benefit to having that? Well, I, well, I think the number one thing is, like, to show that you care, right? It's a, yeah. it's a relationship. So, you know, I've been with Derek for 15 years. Our relationship is going to be, you know, what it is for the for the test of time, right? Like, there's never going to be a coach, just coach Derek White in middle school, high school, uh, division two college, division one college through the entire draft process, you know, two NBA teams right now. So to me, Sam showed like, hey, I want to develop a relationship with you. I want to get to know you. I want to know what makes you tick. I want to know uh, when we're down two with three minutes to go in the fourth quarter, you know, how do you receive coaching? And so to me, that was just like huge. Like, hey, I want to get a relationship first. And then when he got on the court, you know, he talked some some specifics and it, a lot of it was a little of the nuances of the game. 
you know, how to, how to set your man up here, coming off a pick and roll. This is what you're looking for. These may be some of the options with, um, you know, what we think is going to be some of the lineups, you know? Um, so, uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't anything that I hadn't seen before, but just to show how much that he cared and, uh, how much he wanted to be here, I think was huge. What's it like getting ready to play with Chris Stapps? Obviously, last year, the sensational uh, post-up numbers he had. Obviously, a pick-and-pop shooter. He can score from pretty much anywhere. Uh, <laughs> the one thing I'm interested in, you keep hearing it, NBA players can't throw the entry pass like they used to. And, you know, Derek's going to have to hit him right there on the block. How's he doing with that? Yeah. Well, you remember now, Derek played with LaMarcus Aldridge in yeah. San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to go back to uh, uh, back to the basket big, um, I think L.A. love L.A. and Derek have a great relationship, and I think Derek really thrived in that role. Um, Porzingis, uh, you know, is an unbelievable talent, and and I, I I love what he brings to the table. I think the thing that I challenge Derek in, Derek should have a year. This should be his – um, highest assist numbers in in his seven years in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. That to me, you know, is a is is an individual goal because Porzingis pick and pop, pick and roll, post up. I mean, when he gets the ball up in the air, it's it's got a high percentage that it's going in, and that's the type of guy you want to play with. Porzingis pick and pop, pick and roll, post up. I mean, when he gets the ball up in the air, it's it's got a high percentage that it's going in, and that's the type of guy you want to play with. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. I wonder how many people are going to bet on the Patriots. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. Gambling helpline MA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. 21 plus in President Select States. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max bonus $50 unless specified otherwise. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Yeah, 4-9 a year ago was, was the high per game. I think you can definitely pass that, especially with the extra yeah. ball time. 5-6 with San Antonio that year, but... Uh, mm-hmm. So think, if you if you go up to say 32, 30, 33 ish minutes a game uh from twenty seven and you know more ball time like the guys he's playing with, that's to me that's easy. And so, you know, what kind of drills are you guys going through? You know, like I guess kind of the primary focuses, you know, you always try to like set goals for the summer too, I'd imagine. Like what are the big things you guys are working on when you're in the gym? Well, one of the one one of our number one goals coming into this summer was was for him to gain more upper body strength. Yeah. And and for some people, you know, that may not be, you know, the perfect answer offensively, but I felt like 
with his defensive versatility. So, you know, you go from some nice guard and Trey Young, Kyrie, to all of a sudden Jimmy, uh, James Harden. You know, I really wanted him to be stronger in the in that upper body to be able to take on some of the contact that I saw him receive uh in the in the playoffs. So I think his upper body strength not only will help him on defense, but also on offense, uh, you know, in pick and roll situations, getting downhill a little bit more and being able to make uh, make plays for his teammates. And the shooting, the shooting just popped last year, obviously, I think his best shooting year of his career. You talked yeah. about that when we when we talked last going into the year. Uh, it was just incredible, the consistency, especially, you know, they were relying on him to end a lot of those sets, uh, hitting threes playoffs even better and that that was probably the biggest difference I think from the first year in Boston to this year was just how reliable he was in that sense like looking back on it was it a tweak to the form was it just sort of the repetitions of last summer or you know kind of figuring out where he's going to get those shots within the offense what do you think accounted for that big difference Uh, I I think you hit it on the head definitely was a tweak in the form Uh, we definitely if you if you go back and look at his shooting, like he he definitely created more arch on his shot. We talked a lot about apex shooting last year, last summer. Um, but Derek's a, definitely a guy of of being familiar. And once he understood where his shots were going to come from, his teammates and coaches had the confidence in him. Um, he can definitely become a confident shooter. Uh, he he's had that in his game, but he he's also uh, such a team player that he, he kind of needs a little bit of a heads up of, hey, the shots are coming here. This is when they're coming. Uh, you know, if I see JT do this type of move, I know he's getting to the bucket or I know he's going to a step back or I know he's coming off the ball. So just being able to understand his teammates a little bit better. And, and those guys did a great job of just, you know, making them feel at home. In the defense, you mentioned it, all defense last year, uh, the different positions he had a guard. You know, this team switches a lot. Seems like he really found himself on that side of the floor too. You know, he's always taking the charges. You told me you're not teaching the charging. <laughs> that's not that's not what they pay you for. But his defense, what, what do you see shine on that end of the floor? And you know, now I think they're probably going to play a little different with Porzingis out there. Like, what are you preparing for on that end now in terms of his role? Well, uh, once again, until you know the schemes, it's kind of hard to prepare. So there will be an adjustment period. You know, once we get once he gets back to Boston and gets into training camp, yeah. I think just just quickness, athleticism, and strength. Um, I mean, uh, playing for the Boston Celtics and playing on this team, you know, one of the things you got to recognize, you're hoping to play 102 to 110 basketball games per year. So uh, Derek White's a good basketball player. He's a great basketball player. Now what you're looking for is the longevity, right? You're looking, you're looking to see how can we put together, um, if you want to use an example, Golden State, how can you put together four to six of those 102 to 110 seasons back to back to back? So just just getting him stronger, getting his core stronger, uh, foot speed quicker, um, mobility, um, and, and, and along with a lot of stretching, just trying to, uh, you know, get his body to where, you know, 82 games, 82 games regular season, and then get those 20 to 27 games in the playoffs. 
Yeah, and he he's one of the few guys that wants to do that. Like that was a big thing for him last year. He was hitting those eighty-two games. I think only with small hand. I don't have the number right in front of me, but a small yeah. handful of guys do that now. Plus the playoff games you're accounted for too. There, a lot of guys want to rest. A lot of guys want to build up for the postseason. A lot of teams do too. But for him, it's it's different. He he wants to be in all eighty-two games. It seems year in and year out what's the balance there you think in terms of being available night in night out I mean he even got out there after the ear thing in Milwaukee where uh his eardrum burst like he's just there's no nights off for him but there's a balance there too isn't there uh I mean I think you know he he gets enough rest yeah he's a guy that's that's early to bed and you know up early takes great care of his body and 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 Derek White, I always tell people this about him that I've known since the seventh grade. He will do every type of treatment, every type of conditioning. Uh, he will run hills. He will run mountains. He will go to, he'll do all the stuff to play five on five. When he plays five on five, when it's game night, that's his reward. Um, if you take five on five away from him, I don't know how excited he would be. Uh, when I take him up to Red Rocks in Colorado, or I take him up to the Manitou Incline, where he's got to climb 5,280 steps at altitude, um, he'll 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 show up. He'll do all of that. But the 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 you know on the other end, the reward is he wants to play five on five, um, and so for him, you know, 82 games, the fans the playoffs, like, um, you know, he, he wants to do that. You know, I don't, I can't speak on other guys, but you know, five on five is a reward to him. And you, you talked about the team as well. The team's goals this year, they got big aspirations. I, you know, I, I guess what you just said, I find interesting too, about like kind of the playoffs and the accumulation and the longevity, trying to get to that next level a team right in your backyard there and the nuggets just kind of set the standard in terms of, you know, playing together, executing offensively, um, you know, beating the best teams. What's it going to take, you know, from what Derek's told you and just sort of, you know, seeing what their goals are, talking to Sam, like what's it going to take for this team to take a leap? Cause they get to the finals two years ago, they get to the East finals, almost come back three, nothing. They're still trying to take that one final leap that they've been, you know, punching at the wall for, for a couple of years here. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the, the first thing is, is health. I mean, you know, what was, what, what did Denver have that Miami didn't have? You know, they, Denver was, you know, completely healthy, number one. Number two, I think for this team is just the, the ultimate sacrifice, you know, just to lay it on the line every single night um, so they could build the chemistry uh, that it's going to take, that the Nuggets have. You know what I mean? They, you know, four or five years, pretty much their core group, right? And then they bring in Bruce Brown, you know, and I think, you know, no knock on Bruce Brown, but I think Porzingis is a, is a huge upgrade as far as adding a piece um and you know those guys made the ultimate commitment to finish the goal and so i think for our team we have the pieces um we have we have you know everything that we're looking for it's just um being healthy and making that ultimate sacrifice in the end and in terms of the vocal piece the leadership piece losing smart is a is a tough one in that regard uh what's it going to take just, you know, from being around teams, from knowing Derek, from knowing this team a little bit, 
to overcome that kind of losing the most vocal guy in the room, the guy who's going to, you know, stress accountability and be loud, be in people's faces, be in the timeout huddle, you know, saying everything. What's it take to overcome a loss like that? Well, I think this group does it as a unit. I don't yeah. think it's one guy. Uh, you know, I even think like, you know, from a, from a coaching standpoint, uh, from even at the top with Brad all the way down, like, I think the pieces are in there. You bring a Sam Cassell in, man. I mean, coach can talk enough for everybody, um, you know, just in his own right. And I haven't got a chance to meet the, the other new coaches, but I think that right there in itself is going to make our team better. I think Derek has to be a better leader, better communicator. Uh, but I think, you know, JT's going to be better. JB's going to be better. Um, sometimes you'll see, like, you know, Marcus Smart is great, and I, and I love Smart. Um, but sometimes if I'm the only person talking in the room, right, that doesn't mean everyone else in the room can't talk. That just means they may not have the opportunity or feel that it's their moment to talk. So I think even with Marcus's absence, I think everybody as a collective unit, um, you know, is going to pick up the vocal piece and, uh, Al's still there. I mean, Al's phenomenal leader. I mean, Derek, Derek raves about Al's leadership. So, um, I, I think they'll be okay in that in that regard. All right, a few rapid fire ones before we get you out of here. Everyone saw the dunk, him uh, thrown down, and I, I don't know what it was—a pro am or something like that. Just a pickup run. <laughs> <laughs> it was called a pro am. I think okay. it was a or, organized conditioning, in in, in my opinion. <laughs> Were you there for that? Or you just saw the video like everybody else? No, I, I actually I actually uh showed up for it. All right. <laughs> just yeah, like I the shirt says, he can you can still get up there and do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he can. He still got it. Everyone's curious too about the um you know, he he, he shaved the hair off. He, he's going bald now. <laughs> what did you think of that move by him? You know, <laughs> He's a grown man, and you know that's what he wanted to do. And uh, I mean, I like the look. I, mean, the look, I like the, the look, look too. Great. Yeah, I like the look. So it's it's good. I think I think it's going to be a good thing. You know, I, I don't I don't think hair makes shots. I'm I'm all into making shots. Yeah, I'm all into making aesthetics. shots. And, yeah, I'm all into making shots and playing defense. I'm 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 not a how you look type of guy. <laughs> Uh, and then I guess the last one is, what do you think is going to surprise people most about about Derek this year? I think, you know, fans have seen it all now for the most part for a year and a half here. But if there's one thing, you mentioned the strength. Like, is he going to come in looking a little more brolic? Like, is are people going to notice it, the shoulders or something like that? What's going to surprise people most, you think? Well, I think his, his, his upper body is definitely is bigger. I mean, people will see that. Uh, but I just think they're going to see Derek White 2.0. They're going to see there's a whole nother level. So if you take Derek's best years in the NBA, he's going to be a notch better than what anybody's seen. So that's what I think will surprise people that on a night in and night out basis, um, he's going to be an elite level player. And I guess it, one more I'll throw in there is how you took in that shot. Cause I still can't get over it. Like it's, it's probably my favorite moment ever watching a game in the couple of years I've covered the league so far is him just sneaking in on the put back. We were at such a weird angle behind the basket that I yeah. saw the shot pop up again. And I was like, did it like roll around the rim and like bounce back in? But then I looked and you know, he was under there tipping it back in. It's just an amazing play. Like I said, it, it would have gone down 
with like some of the best Boston sports plays ever if they went yeah. on to reach the championship or even win it. Uh, you know, the game seven after was a killer, but how did you take in that moment in game six and just the aftermath with everybody celebrating it? Well, um, the first thing I'll say is like, if you know Derek White, the, the whole thing makes sense. And what I mean by that is, um, so I thought the game was over with. I thought we lost the game. When the shot went up, the ball comes out, I, my head drops. Man, I'm upset. I got to think about the summer. When I look up, I see Derek running around doing this right here. Well, Derek never shows like um, a lot of excitement or he, he'll, he'll, never, he'll never show a sign of confidence unless he is 1,000% sure, like 1,000% sure. And so, um, you know, what I mean by that is, uh, we were we were running we were running uh, this place called Red Rocks, and and so there's like kind of a pathway to get up to the top, and it's like a long pathway, and we had walked up it, and so I said, man, I bet fifty bucks, man, you can't run this, and he's like, he's like, I can, I'm like, no way, and because he knew he ran it and he beat me out of fifty bucks. And like, so, but if he didn't, if he didn't think that he knew, he would probably be like, nah, you know, that, that doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know, that's a stupid bet. But like, if he, if he knows that he's right in something, it's a guarantee that he's going to be right. I've seen him too so, with the trivia in the locker room. Like, yeah, be in there yeah, yelling. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was yeah. a fun season. He obviously had a sensational yeah. year. Um, we're all looking forward to uh, the next what's next for the team what's next for him so i appreciate you taking the time today marcus um anything else you want to throw out there of course people can follow you at um uh nbn coach on twitter yep yep nbn uh, coach uh instagram too all right everybody check that out um love following you uh all the work you're doing with him of course shout out to Derek's dad too who screwed up I don't know if you saw the question right after the shot. It was me saying it was his first game winner ever. <laughs> but it, I think his dad meant when he tweeted it out, first NBA game winner. Because, you know, I was talking to his college coach and all that. And he had plenty of game winners in college. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, one thing I want to throw in real quick, too. So, you know, Derek has Derek has his big camp every year. And uh, this year he's doing a top 30 camp uh, for the top 30 high school players in the state of Colorado. So that's going to be next weekend where we're going to gather 30 guys in for three days and uh, we're going to get in a lot of work. He's got some pros that's going to come in and play against these guys. He's got some college guys that are going to come in. So he's super, super excited about giving back to the community and, uh, and, and doing this camp next week. All right. We'll get uh, you know, more info out there on that. Appreciate the time again, Marcus. Enjoy the rest of your summer, and we'll see you in Boston soon. Okay, thanks, Bobby. Have a good one, man. All right, thanks to Marcus. Great chat. We'll be back next week, maybe something later this week, if anything newsworthy happens. Team USA is about to get going. No Celtics involved in the World Cup now with Chris Porzingis out, so not a ton to watch for there from a Celtics perspective. Maybe you can roof some old friends like Evan Fournier and others. Daniel Tice playing for Germany. So that's that's about all you can get from a Celtics perspective out there. Of course, show our sponsors some love. Still 
rolling with this great offer from FanDuel, fanduel.com slash Boston. Bonus bets every time your Super Bowl winner wins. That's fanduel.com slash Boston. And HelloFresh, hellofresh.com slash CLNS50. That's CLNS50, the code for 50% off and free shipping when you head over there. That's America's number one meal kit with a great offer heading into fall. Customizable meal plans uh, that are pre-portioned and laid out for you to cook and enjoy in under 15 minutes. That's HelloFresh.com slash CLNS50. I'm by man. This has been the Garn Report. Subscribe Celtics All Access for news as it happens. CLNS Media for all our great podcasts this week and into training camp, which is going to be get going in just about a month right now. So we'll see you then. And uh, for now, have a great week.